from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade just finished leading a Ramsey Personality Coordinator FPU class. That's right. And that's the second time you've done that. That's right. As a coordinator, I mean, as a Ramsey Personality. You've done it many times before you joined us here, went through it several times before you joined us here yes and uh i think it's a good idea occasionally to stop and say okay if you're going to go through a nine-week class on how to handle money the class that more people have gone through than any other financial class right over 10 million people have been through it no one's even a close second so it is it is the one it's the goat it's number one right and so there we go (laughs) and um but what hap- why do so many people go through it? What happens while you're in there? And you just led this class. So give me some insights as a coordinator. You watch the light bulb come on over I the do. top of people's heads. I do. I watch people get introduced to concepts that they haven't thought about before or it hasn't been explained to them why it's important. For, for example, everybody knows the word insurance. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to have health insurance insurance. i got car insurance but most people are so confused about insurance they don't understand how much coverage they need they're underinsured they don't realize that or they're overinsured they're overinsured insurance yeah and so and a lot of folks when they first get connected with ramsey they're like oh yeah i heard about the baby steps i'm on baby step two i need all my money insurance can wait so i can pay off my debt and that is one of the biggest things that we find is people are willing to sacrifice sometimes in the wrong areas in order to pay off their debt. But it is so important that you get covered when it comes to your insurance. It's not waiting until a particular baby step. It's as soon it's, as it's you find item. out about it, you need item. to get it. Yeah, if you don't have car insurance, you need to get car insurance. Yeah. If you don't have homeowner's insurance mm-hmm. or renter's insurance, you need yeah, to get it. That's right. If you don't have health insurance, you need to get it. Gotta get Period. it. And put it in your budget. Yep. And, and now we'll go to work on your goals. That's right. Don't be that person that waits. So there's that. Um, of course, Dave, credit cards are a huge one. But not for the reason that you might think. I mean, of course, the big uh, argument all the time is the points. I got to get the points. But most people that come through our class, they're ready. uh, Mentally, they've said, okay, the points don't really matter. It's more about this has become a security blanket for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel confident. I don't think that I can manage my money without credit cards. I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. I've never had to actually say this is my budget. I've got three, you know, three, four thousand, five thousand dollars, and I can only spend that. Period. They've never had to do it, and so it's actually caused this lack of confidence and this feeling that, oh my gosh, how, how? What, what, what if I don't live on less than I make? Yeah, what happens? You mean I can't just go to Target and get that thing anyway? Yep. That's what happens. Yeah. So we're seeing. I love when people cut up their credit card and I can see their hands shaking. I can see that their shakiness in their voice, but then they come back and they go, but Jade, I feel so much better. I'm in control now. For two decades, American Express told people don't leave home without it. Don't leave home without and it. And they don't think they can. They don't think they can. And I think that's so sad. You work. Can I just got to say this? You work so hard. You're away from your family, your kids, eight, nine, 10 hours a day, what have you. And, and, and then you tell yourself, 
all this work I'm doing, all this sacrifice, it's not enough. My income's not enough for me. I just read this 500 page um, biographical, mm-hmm. unbelievable book on Daniel Boone. Mm-hmm. He left home without it. <laughs> just saying. If he can do it, you can do just it. Just saying. Your grandparents, they left home without it. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. Every other country in the world, they leave yeah. home without it. Credit cards are relatively new, you know. Yep. As a, you know, So there's that. Then there's this idea of, and don't get me wrong when I say this, willpower and, and, and discipline and all that is, is very important. You got power through this. But some people forget there's like practical things that you just got to do. Like it's not... I keep all my credit cards and I do and I just have to will myself I'm gonna to white knuckle it. White knuckle it out. I'm like, no, do some practical get on a budget. Set alarms in your phone to check your budget. Text Cut your spouse. Up your credit card. Cut up the credit card. Cancel the account. Plastic and then remove it. Surgery. Remove it from Amazon. Take it off. Ooh. Put it on put your I got a debit card on Amazon. Well, you can put that on there. And then if I want to buy something, I can just it's what do like you know? I have to use my money though. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It, that is, that's what scares people, yeah. you know? And then there's the folks, we talked about this the other day, the, the anal- paralysis, analysis paralysis is what you called it. I call it something else. What are you calling? Ask whole. <laughs> yeah, you, you enunciated that I carefully. I watched you. I had to. That means you're just asking questions, man. And I get that you have questions, but at some point you have to act. Yeah. You don't need any more information. You just need to go do. Yeah. All right. And I get that. So those are Back some of the things. Back away from the donut. I mean, it's, it's pretty That's simple. It. You know I mean? That's like, it. Back away from the donut. Back away from the overspending. Yeah. Cut up the yeah. credit card. Get you on a budget. There's something you're doing that's stupid with money and you know it. Mm-hmm. And there's the little kid part of you that won't make the grown up, won't let the grown up do the grown up thing. That's right. Don't be an asshole. There's All a, right. Yeah, inside of every one of us is the little kid on the cereal aisle throwing a fit because mom won't buy fruit. Okay. Loop. Yeah, it, it exists. I've, I, I have felt that to this day. You're lying to yourself. Every, everybody gets in that situation where you're like, oh, I want it so bad, but you can't. You got to just pull it back together. Get your life right. All right. We know this one, Dave. The $1,000 emergency fund. That's that. That is the starter. The starter. Yep. And that's the key. It's a starter. It's not enough. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we knew that. What with inflation? Inflation's got nothing to do with not enough. (laughs) It was not enough before inflation. It's not enough after inflation. It's not supposed to be enough. It's not supposed to be. And I always tell folks. If you have $1,000, you are in ahead cash. in cash. That you don't have sitting in your checking account about to blow. Right. This is just a separate 1000 set aside for specifically emergencies. You are ahead of the majority of Americans. 56% of Americans could not cover a $1,000 emergency. 36% of Americans have zero. Last insight from Financial Peace University coordinating the last class. What'd you learn? What does it actually take to be a millionaire? Can I actually be a millionaire? And people, I love seeing the light bulb go off and when go. When they see the math. They see the math and they go, wait a minute. I can do that. It doesn't have to do with my, I don't have to be a rocket scientist. I didn't have to be a lawyer. Yeah. I didn't have to be an anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to be a famous rock star. Yeah. I can be a teacher. And still be a millionaire. You can be a teacher and be a millionaire. the math. It blows your mind. Yeah. And then you go, I'll never be in debt again That's because right. I need that money that was going to go to the F-150. <laughs> Instead, we're going to put it into the 401k. We've got all these letters and numbers mixed up. <laughs> That's right. 
Check it out, Financial Peace University. If you want to lead a class, we'd love to have you be a mm-hmm. coordinator like Jade. You'll get some of these insights. Check out RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. We can get you into a class, and we can get you leading a class. By the way, you can go through for free if you're the leader. That's pretty cool, too. This is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past, but a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Brittany is with us in Kansas City. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm nervous to be here. It's okay. How can we help? Um, I had a quick question. So I, um, my husband and I have had issues with, um, buying used cars. We're not car people. And most recently we wanted a reliable SUV and we had it for six months and the engine locked up and we spent $8,000 on it. And so we're really looking for advice on, um, what we should do next. I, it's, it's very tempting, I feel like, to buy a new car and because we need something reliable and we don't want to have to um, worry about uh, buying a used car and, and issues happening to it. So I was wondering your advice around that. What baby step are you on? I'm just curious. Um, as, I'm sorry. I'm new to like Dave Ramsey oh. and everything. So can you explain that? Sure, to I'd bit? be happy to. Um, are you currently, do you currently have debt to pay off? So we have $1,000 in student you, um, loans. Brittany, I'm sorry, you, you cut out. What'd you say? Um, I don't have any credit card debt. Good. And we have $23,000 in student loans. And what's your household income? Household income is two twenty five. Okay. So you're new to all things Ramsey, and yet you knew that we said don't buy a new car, brand new car, yes. unless, <laughs> unless you're a millionaire. Yes. Okay. Right. That's why I was nervous but you're about having, coming on the that's show. That's okay. But you're but 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 okay. So the reason we don't want you to do that is is if you tie up. Uh, so tell me one more time what your household income is. It's two twenty five. Okay. All right. And and so what was the price range of cars that you were driving that were breaking? Um, eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand okay. dollars is what it costs. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, now why, why making $225,000 a year? I mean, given that you aren't doing Ramsey stuff, you just met us. Why were you driving such cheap cars? Well, um, 
we had a, so I have my car, which is already paid off. It's a 2018 Malibu. Mm -hmm. I had already paid that off. Mm -hmm. And then my husband had a company car for the longest time for like six years. So he was just driving his company car. But how long have you been making 225,000? Only for the last. So three years ago, we were only making 160, then it jumped to 225, so and then it actually... where has all of your money gone to? Um, you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Have you been paying down these student loans or something like that, or is it just lifestyle? Lifestyle, I think, and um, we did pay off, in the last six months, we paid off all of our credit cards. And we paid off, um, well, we paid for that used car. But okay. right. so yeah, here, here's I guess the thing. It would just I, I'm looking, I'm, here's the thing. You guys sit down tonight, the two of you, and go, look, we got almost $20,000 a month coming in. And, we're, and yet we're broke. Mm-hmm. So we need to determine what we're going to do with that income. Sit down and look at what your actual take home pay is. It's probably more like. Um, your take-home pay is probably more like fifteen, okay? Yeah. And so you have fifteen thousand dollars a month. You have a, you have a house payment. We do have a house. payment. How much is your house payment? My house payment is two thousand. Okay. okay, so fifteen thousand minus two thousand is thirteen thousand, and I want you to continue that exercise. Minus food, minus lights and water. And um, I think we're going to find a disturbing amount of money, like $10,000 a month Mm -hmm. that is available to do things with. And that would tell me that you could save up fairly quickly, like before Christmas, and buy a $20,000 or $25,000 used car, which is an absolutely fabulous used car. And she could also get out of that student loan debt, too. And pay off the student loan debt in the process. Yeah. I mean, you've got... But but what's happening is is that uh, you guys uh, let the uh, scope creep happen to your budget. Your lifestyle scope, your life, the scope of your lifestyle creeped crept up mm-hmm. a, as you um, without more. without because you weren't paying attention. And that's not evil or bad or lazy. Even it's normal. But what's not normal is to pay extreme amounts of attention to every dollar. The two of you together, both doing that. And we lay out detailed goals of exactly what we're going to do with every free dollar we can squeeze out of this budget. Uh, And then what the next thing is we're going to do with every free dollar. And so I hear two really good big goals on this that I want to do with the first $40,000 or $50,000 that I can get out of your $10,000 a month disposable income. So that's five months. And and that's pay off the student loan and buy a nice car. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that plan a lot. I mean, okay. see, you see, if you just lay down and go, and, and what that tells you then is we're not going to go on vacation because we want to do these other two things more. What that tells you is, is we're not going to spend $8,000 on Christmas for God's sakes. Right. And what that tells us is, is that we're not going to eat out every night for 300 bucks a night. <laughs> That's where it is right there. You know, what this tells <laughs> us is, is that. Uh, Mm -hmm. we're not drinking any more $500 bottles of wine, which you technically can afford, but you really can't because you are broke. Yeah. Even though you have a fabulous income and that's why you called us and you're not a, you're you're wonderful people and you're very smart people because dumb people don't make two and a quarter. Mm 
Well, a few do, but not many. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in that same breath, uh, a you're, third you're, of those folks do live paycheck to paycheck yeah, because of what you're talking you're about right now. You're high-income earning broke people. Mm-hmm. And if you look at yeah. yourself that way, then you'll go, ah, crap, something's got to change here. Mm-hmm. I continue to do the same thing over and over again, expect a different result. Yeah. That's the definition of insanity. I thought when we started this conversation, you were driving $1,000 cars and spending 2000 to keep them running and that maybe you made forty or $50,000 a year. No, she's in the trap because... The, the hard part with, with your situation is you make a good income and it's so easy to lull yourself to sleep and go, oh, we got money coming in. We don't have to look at it. We don't have to think about it. We got good incomes. And then before you know it, you're more broke than the person making 40000 a year that just keeps eyes and budgets on their money. Yeah. yeah. You, you and your husband sit down tonight and say, all right, we're done. I'm done worried about a stupid broke car. In a house that makes two hundred twenty-five thousand. When you say, when you finally say, "I've had it," yeah, that's the phrase that happens right before you change your life. And just for anybody listening, you can get a good eight thousand dollar car. I don't want. I, I want people to know you can. You can do it. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah, absolutely, you can. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she obviously got a bad one, but yeah. Uh, but you, you know, in your case, the cars are not the problem. Uh, the old cars are not the problem. They're mm-hmm. the symptom of you being completely unintentional and out of control with this fabulous income. That's right. And that's not to pick on you. So I appreciate you calling in here nervous and we're not yeah. throwing you under the bus. We've both done exactly the same thing. Bad, dumb stuff with money. That's too. Right. So we know it when we see it. I know what stupid looks like. I used to look at it in the mirror. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to not going to ask you. To, but but here's the thing, though. I just want to give you the power that comes to you when you start telling every dollar what to do and pointing every free dollar at things that really matter more to you than going out to eat this week now dave what about that 500 dollars bottle of wine if you make two and a quarter you can drink a 500 dollars bottle of wine if you're not (laughs) broke if you're not broke all right i might have to i'll guarantee you they have I'll guarantee you she well, I has. I need to make some life lifestyle changes in here then. $500 on a bottle of wine? I didn't say you had to. <laughs> I said when you made a two and a quarter, it's an option if you're not broke. And so, you know, you got to get to where you're not broke That's first. True. So let's have, you know, maybe we should base this on net worth and not income. Okay. You don't want to be drinking your net worth. All right? right. So let's just keep that in mind. That's right. Wow. Uh, well and here's the thing jade for just for you we'll serve it with hamburger let's go let's go this is the ramsey show thanks for being with us america jade washall ramsey personality is my co-host today kathleen is with us in austin texas hey kathleen how are you Hi, I'm doing good. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's up? So, um, so I feel pretty alone in my situation. Um, we possibly need to sell our home mm-hmm. to move closer to my husband's job. Okay. Um, but we're both 27, so I don't want to do anything stupid. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we bought this house for 387000 in February of 2022. Since then, our property has decreased in value, not increased. How? To three thirty-five. 
Who said? The market. No. <laughs> Realtors, the comps, all that. Yeah, it's crazy. Did you massively overpay and get in some weird bidding war when you bought it? Um, I did not get in a bidding war. We got it from a new construction. It's what they were asking. Um, we fell into the, like... Um, We'll offer you like so much down for closing stuff. So I mean, I think it was three eighty after they paid closing costs. Um, but our home has lost a lot of money over the past year, literally a year. Um, Kathleen, something's wrong <sighs> because Austin, Texas, has not lost real estate value. Okay, in the past so we're year. in the suburb of Austin in Kyle, Texas. Okay, how far out of Austin is that? Kyle is, so we're 30 minutes from downtown Austin. Okay. We are an hour and 15 minutes from my husband's Yeah, but job. there's there, there's something wrong in this. I, I don't understand because we get, we get real estate reports from all over the nation. We work with realtors in every, real estate agents in every major city, and Austin, Texas is not losing money. And 30 minutes outside of Austin is Austin from an economic standpoint. Yeah. And so I don't understand the story. Um, you overpaid or you've gotten bad information about what it's actually worth today. It's potential that we overpaid. Um, totally. We were in the, so this was the only home we could afford in Austin, Texas, because we moved from Memphis, Tennessee, where like everything was affordable, but crime was getting really bad in our area. So we moved as soon as we could. And when we moved to Austin, Texas, um, we just jumped on the house that we could afford and Kyle, Texas was where it was. And all the homes around us right now are selling for 315 to 340. Oof. And it's a lot of lost equity. And we put down 87,000 when we purchased the home for a down payment. So, okay. Anyways, <laughs> with all that to be said, um, okay. I, right I think I, I think I'm hearing that you rushed in, impulsively bought something in a panic, and dramatically yeah. overpaid. I think yeah. that's what I'm I hearing. Believe, yeah, I believe that's correct yeah. based off of the cops right now. Yeah. I believe because we overpaid. nationally the statistics are that Austin, Texas, has gone up in the last 12 months in values, yeah. not down. And, and and if you're 30 minutes outside of Austin, you're in Austin. Okay, that's a suburb of Austin. So you're just that that area is not economically blighted. It's just yeah. not, and so um, th that's what I want to I want to put that out there for everybody in America because okay. I don't want somebody going oh well that lady you know no this lady overpaid because she impulsively bought something because she was running from Memphis like her hair was on fire, and so uh, that that's what's going on now. Back to your question though, now that I understand how we got here. So you okay. likely are going to lose money, but you put down a large down payment, so you won't write a check to sell it, right? Correct. We will have about 30000 still left if we sell the house at 335 which okay. is... And so your yeah. husband's driving an hour. He doesn't want to drive anymore. Do we sell it and move close to his work? That's what you're considering, right? Right. So he drives about two and a half hours a day, and we have two toddlers that just, like, ask for dad all the yeah. time. Yeah, and when you bought the house, did you know where he was going to be working? Um, he did. Re he moved jobs. He worked with. Whenever he moved here, it was a relocation with his previous job in Memphis, and 
he didn't like the work. Um, okay, so he took culture. a job way far away from his family. He says he doesn't have a problem driving two and a half hours a day, but I do. Um, I do I too. Have... I'm not doing it. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, but but you. My point is, you guys signed up for all these trips you're taking. Yeah. So I agree with your initial statement of we don't need to do that anymore. So is he going to stay at this job? I mean, he likes it. So like, I, what does I he make? So he makes ninety eight thousand, and I'm just a stay at home mom. Yeah, and not just. I you was going to say, toddlers. don't say just. Don't ever say just. Um, and and uh, what what does he actually do? He's a mechanical engineer. Right now, he works for um, a military company. Doing private stuff <laughs> yeah okay well i guess the the bottom line is n- number one we need to have a pattern uh, a, a going forward of different decision making and mm-hmm. uh, because these are big decisions quitting your job and deciding to commute an extra hour is a big decision mm-hmm. rushing and buying a home in a panic is a big decision okay and so we've got both of these things are not we're not we're not well thought out so if we mm-hmm. i'm with you i'm concerned that we're thinking this one out without thinking about the other intended unintended consequences so in other words if you guys do this and you take this hit and you move close to his work he's staying at that job right no more flitting around yeah and we're going to think through stuff well here's the yeah you're mo- okay they're going to be renting because they don't have any money to put down on another home. We got 30, but that's not much. Yeah, that I, I don't, much. you may be renting. Yeah. I, I'm okay. If you keep it and sit there and commute until the, until you see some value, reco- not some value till you see values go up. Mm-hmm. The values aren't going to recover because they were never there in the first right. place. You overpaid. But, uh, so that's the thing. Um, yeah, I would love to know her neighbors what they paid well she said the neighborhood everybody in the neighborhood's at 315 well she said that's what the houses are worth i want to know what did they pay mm. getting in you know what i mean i want to yeah. know if everybody screwed or you know oh god that's very so very strange very strange okay um would i take a forty thousand dollar hit that would be to painful. get rid of a commute I'd be 50-50, and I'm 50-50 right now. I hate the commute, and I hate the $50,000, $40,000 hit. I'm not sure which one I hate more. I hate it because this is their second house. They they obviously rolled $87,000 from their first sale into this one, and then they'd be walking out with little to nothing. Mm -hmm. I I just hate that. Um, Starting from scratch after two home purchases feels. But that being said, it's going to take them a little while living there to recoup it. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know. I mean, I guess the third option is he gets a job closer to home. Yeah, that's true. Which it doesn't sound, it sounds fairly rural. No, it's only 30 minutes outside of Austin. There's nothing 30 minutes outside of Austin that's rural. Okay, maybe I it's just a big don't. city. Okay, I mean, then like there you go. It's like 30 minutes outside of Nashville. Oh, okay, that's you know, not You're bad. not, you're not, not going to be, there's nothing rural 30 minutes out of, a little bit, but I mean, not much. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Whew. I'm not sure, hon. I'm I'm on the I'm on the needle for you, on the bubble for you. I don't know which one to tell you to do. Um, uh, I do know you guys need to think through 
what you're creating each time you make these moves because both of these moves you didn't think through yeah they the, felt the, move, the, the job change you didn't think through and the purchase of this home you didn't think through they were both done uh, a bit impulsively mm-hmm. uh, um and so if you're going to make this move, don't do it impulsively. Really think through what what we're giving up and what we're trading out and why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what that means to his stability. Of it. He, you got to know he's stable at the new place and he's going to stay there at the new place or you don't do this for sure. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Brian is in New York City. Hey, Brian, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thanks for taking the question. Um, So I'm 33. I'm single, living in New York. Uh, I have about a half million dollar income with about half a million in cash and uh, investments. Good. So a couple with that. Thank you. With that context, I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, how should I think about where I should be financially over the next five to 15, 20 years or so? And then as part of that journey, how should I think about buying a house in or, or a condo in a very expensive area? And then how much I should allocate towards having uh, fun or hobbies and specifically buying vintage cars. So that's kind of an expensive hobby. It's <laughs> a good hobby. Uh, I've got a few of them myself. Um, what do you think? What's your plan? Because you've done a really good job. You know, I haven't really given it a significant amount of thought in terms of prepping for when I want to retire. It's really just been heads down and saving as much as I can. I would have liked to have saved more, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, focusing on the future. I really haven't given it much thought. I just know that I should probably buy a house. Those would store the cars, but then that comes with costs. And it's like, how should I balance that between trying to retire early if that's an option? Well, it's all about, um, your ratios and how you're spending your money. So you said you make an income of about a half a million dollars. Is that right? Yeah. So when you go to look for real estate, you want to make sure that what you're looking for is not cutting uh, as a percentage too far into your, you know, take home pay, which you've got a lot to work with, but you're also in a very expensive area. And so when the time comes to purchase real estate, the way that we would do it, obviously, in your situation, obviously, you want to pay, save up, pay a large down payment. But whatever you choose, you don't want it to be more than 25% of your take home pay so that you're leaving more of that income to do the things that you want to do in your case, build more wealth, right? So a good okay. a good way of thinking about this is that there are three things you can do with money and you always need to be doing all three. You need to be generous. You need to be saving, investing and you need to be enjoying it, okay? So we've covered saving and investing. Uh, buying a house is an investment. Uh, investing for, to, for wealth building is, is there. You know, uh, lifestyle would be vintage cars, enjoying, right? Um, so you need, you need in generosity in your mix, and you could decide that. But when I work with, and I've worked with, uh, like, famous people or even not famous people that make a bazillion dollars, okay, like I sat with a guy not long ago, made 15 million last year. So how do you decide what to do with that? Um, all I want to do is put a percentage of my income towards each thing. And the total is a hundred. Okay. So what percentage of my income after taxes 
is going to go to generosity? What percentage of my income after taxes is going to go into investments? And what percentage of my income is going to go to lifestyle? And Sharon and I do that now, Brian. So like I got a really nice check in the other day from the publisher on total money makeover. It's a big old check. And, um, I've already know where that's going. A certain percentage, number one, 50% is gone before I start because, you know, government's going to take 40 and I'm going to give a 10th because I'm an evangelical Christian. My, my baseline generosity is a tithe in my case. And so that's 50%. Okay. 40 for taxes and 10 for that. That leaves me the other 50%. And we have that broken down a certain percentage for enjoyment and a certain percentage for um, further investing and a certain percentage for further generosity out of that last 50, you follow me? And so that way, when I go buy a vintage car, which like I said, I've got a couple, uh, it comes out of that percentage and it's really not a very big percentage, but I'm make good money. So Mm -hmm. that little bitty percentage is still a lot of money. I can still go on really nice trips. I can still do this thing. And it's, it's a very small percentage of my overall income and of my overall net worth, but it's still uh, a really, really good life. And that's where you are, Brian, you make a lot of money. And so if you said, I'm going to give away 10% a year, that'd be 50,000. If you said, I'm going to invest uh, 40% a year and, um, you know, I'm going to enjoy five per, or 10% a year above my household budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm gonna take my household budget out of the half million income, set aside a hundred to operate. Now I got 400 and I'm going to break that down. Uh, and if you put, you know, 10% towards, 20% towards enjoyment. It isn't long before you start buying some cars with that. You, so you can, you, but you get to decide those percentages. I don't care what they are, but here, the whole point is to be intentional and touch off three bases. And the percentages, it helps keep your head on straight. Cause you're not going $40,000. That's a lot of money. You're looking at it. You're like, Oh, it's 10% or it's 20%. Yeah. It's, well, it's the ratios tell you you're not being irresponsible with your enjoyment. Or mm-hmm. with your generosity, the ratios tell you that um, hey, I'm I'm doing a good amount towards investing, but I'm not only investing. I'm mm-hmm. not uh, uh, Simon Legree, and I'm just piling up coins. That's right. You know, I'm I'm some people don't know what that is. I'm not greedy. I'm not Scrooge just piling McDuck. up Scrooge yeah. McDuck. There you go. I'm not just <laughs> piling up coins, and so um, because you don't want to only invest, and, That's right. and uh, so it, it's a good. Uh, psychological, emotional maturity, uh, spiritual maturity exercise to have money assigned to the mm-hmm. different areas of your life, and then you can enjoy the generosity. And you know his his percentages are going to go. His percentages in New York City are not going to go the same as a percentage if you lived in. They won't for the house, uh, the lifestyle. It, it could. Yeah. But I mean, a vintage cars cost the same in that, New York as it true. does in Miami. So but my point a, is, his cost of living percentage may not go. He may make that a larger percentage because yeah. it doesn't go as far. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you would need to. You would need more to operate for mm-hmm. operational budget mm-hmm. in New York City than you would in Abilene for sure. Yeah, yeah no question about that. Um, and very then, cool though. He's and you had that. So very well done, Brian. But I think that that the way we work with, for instance, celebrities or athletes or whatever, and they're making, you know, five uh, x or ten x what you're making in some cases or more, uh, is that exact process, and it will work for your half million dollar income as well. Mm-hmm. That idea will. Uh, and the whole thing is to be able to do each one without 
uh, dread, yeah. without trepidation, mm-hmm. uh, without shame, mm-hmm. uh, because because we know we have done a reasonable amount towards each, mm-hmm. and that walks you through that. So that's very very good. Yeah, he's just getting started. Thirty three yeah. with a half million dollar income. He's killing it. He's killing it. Wake way to go, man. Obviously, you're an extremely bright, dude. Mm-hmm. That's that's very very cool, and um. You know, in, in our culture today, you guys, uh, it's a good thing to run into people like Brian and be sure that you um, are celebrating them. Yes. You're happy for them uh, because we have a tremendous problem with uh, the science uh, of envy. Being Must taught. be nice. It's envy or uh, jealousy. Jealousy is I mm-hmm. want what you have. Envy is I don't even want you to have what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, my, 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 the words I hate the most, oh, he makes half a million, must be nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. ask how about, him how, how about, he did it. How about what? Well, and how about awesome? <laughs> Way to go, Brian. Yeah. We didn't even ask him how he did it. Because all we want to do is celebrate him. That's right. And now, we know he's smart. We know he's. I'm happy for yeah. him. Yeah. I, we we assume he's not selling cocaine. You know, <laughs> we just right. assume that, right? So <laughs> we right. don't get a lot of calls from the cocaine people here. Yeah. So we're pretty sure of that. So, I mean, we're sure he's doing good somewhere in the society at yeah. some level to make that kind of money. And mm-hmm. so be happy for people. Celebrate success again, America. That's right. Celebrate that hard work pays off. Celebrate that being smart pays mm-hmm. off celebrate that common sense and discipline pays off don't envy it and don't teach your children to be marxist Mm. teach them to be capitalists that's right that's what i'm talking about freaking socialism it's unbelievable it is unbelievable it's based in envy and jealousy and so celebrate success celebrate the the good that a guy like brian is doing that should be giving us hope absolutely that puts this hour of the ramsey show in the books What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.